Are you tired, frustrated, and feel stuck? Are you a high-performing business professional, entrepreneur, and you are not getting the results you desire or you hit a ceiling? Have you been around the block and tried many modalities? You are in the right place. The answer, my friend, is in the little-known brain-soul connection. Welcome to the Brain Soul Success Show, where we learn, explore, and create your dream life. Your host, Louise Schwartzwalter, created a five-part mind-body-soul methodology that clears the subconscious blocks to success. You are a soul with a body, not a body with a soul. The seed of all you need is already within you. From engaging transformational interviews, brain soul success stories, and secrets shared by health, wellness, and spiritual experts, you will reconnect, revitalize, and transform your powerful life. It's time for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Brain Soul Success Show. Wow, we have a very unique, amazing show for you today. So I have a group of amazing entrepreneurs here who are working on their in their lives, in their businesses, on all kinds of areas. And we thought, let's get together and do like an inspirational podcast on leadership and what it means to really step up into leadership, whether it's your business or your life. So today I have Lisa Jensen, Rob Actis, and Aaron Duffy, and I'll have them introduce themselves to all of you. Um, and then we'll kind of get started and dive into this topic and definitely invite your comments. You know, we'd love to hear from you on this as well and what you learn from listening, you know, here today. I know I always learn from listening and even leading this. So I'm super excited. So, so Lisa, introduce yourself to us here. Oh, hi, I'm Lisa Genza. I started a brand called Freedom Kitchen, where I set people free starting in the kitchen. And that comes on the heels of a 25-year career in consulting for Hewlett-Packard and 15 years as a small business owner now owning a wellness spa, a commercial kitchen, and a cooking school. Awesome. We're so grateful you're here. And I know you have such wisdom. Oh, Gosh, I can't wait to dive in here. <laughs> it's so awesome. And how about you, Rob? Welcome. Introduce yourself to everyone here. Oh, we have to let we have to let Aaron go first. Ladies first. I'll, Ladies I'll, first. I'll be last. Oh, okay. Ladies first. Okay, so okay, okay. Well, we thank you as the gentleman in our group for that. Um, okay, Aaron, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, sounds good. Thank you, Rob. Um, hi, everybody. So I'm so grateful to be on this with all of these people. This is going to be amazing uh, talk. So I'm Erin Duffy, and my company is Inspiration Squared. And um, like Lisa, I actually came out of the world of uh, business. I was at um, high tech in Silicon Valley. And at the same time, I was doing a dual career as a singer and actor. And I created Inspiration Squared specifically to talk to or really work with and guide business professionals and leaders in stepping into their authentic voice and their authentic self. And I do this both from a career transformation standpoint and also from a stage presence standpoint. The whole point is to you know, find your voice, own that voice and bring that authentic self out there with comfort and confidence so that you can really reach your audience. And that's whether it is your team you know, a one-on-one -on -one or an entire huge audience. It's all about showing up and being present. So awesome. Rob, about you. Awesome. 
Oh my gosh. Absolutely awesome. And thank you so much for being with us, Erin. And, and I've personally worked with Erin and, and had some amazing, amazing results. And she's been at our events and our boot camps. And um, I want to thank you for your support there too, and for being with us today as well. So we've got a great, great group here, you guys. And Rob, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, I am known as Mr. Action. I am a best-selling author. I wrote a book called The Law of Action. It's all about breaking through your fear and living a life of massive, inspired action. Uh, I am also a voice actor. You may recognize my voice. I'm the voice of Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning, and all the other books in the Miracle Morning series. Very happy about that. Uh, actually did the audiobook for my book as well. I am a national voice actor. I do lots of national TV commercials, and I'm a podcaster. I have two podcasts. And I love having these conversations. I'm, I'm so into podcasting, known as a podcast whisperer. I work for a tech startup company called Podopolo. And if you don't know about Podopolo, you should reach out to me because it's super cool. And, and I'm just happy to, to be here and have a conversation with you incredible ladies. Oh, it's so awesome to have you. Thank you so much for all the work that you do in the world too. And and Rob has helped me so much, you know, so you'll hear more from, from Rob. So I want to thank you for your support as well. And, and again, what you do in the world, you know, awesome. Look at all these amazing people here we have today. So, you know, I want to jump it off. I guess I should introduce myself if you're here for the very first time. Um, I'm Dr. Louise and I have a career in naturopathy and frequency medicine and designed a system called the brain system. So I came up with the Brain Soul Success Academy. And now I'm training coaches all over the world in this system. Prior to that, my first career was a teacher. And then I also started Albuquerque Natural Health Center. And I had that business in that clinic for over 20 years, helping a lot of local people here in my community. Um, and I love speaking and teaching and mentoring and being with all of you and learning and growing from all, all of our amazing people out there and from all of you. And so that's the purpose really here today. And I thought we'd kick it off with maybe the topic of, you know, how do you show up as a leader in your life and your business? You know, we're all elevating, working on ourselves, growing. So um, Lisa, what would you say? How do you show up as a leader in your life or your business? You know, I tell the kids in uh, the cooking program I have now is that it takes courage to be a leader. And mm -hmm. so maybe I'm revealing a lot about how I feel I've had to show up in my life, but to do things that go against the grain or against the societal expectations mm -hmm. takes courage. Mm -hmm. And so to be a leader in our life means to really follow our own inner wisdom or some higher calling, even if it doesn't make sense. And I would say a lot of the things that I've done in my life didn't necessarily make sense. <laughs> I have to awesome. Right. Lisa, I have to agree with you. It does take courage. And I also would add that it's, you know, believing in who you are and believing in what really does make you unique and what lights you up and what you want to contribute to the world and really stepping into that and finding, like you say, that courage because you know, that makes our leadership more authentic, right? When we are able to just be who we are and lead by what we believe in and what guides us. And when we're able to do that, and you're right, it does take courage. And I know for me, 
it took a while to find that courage. You know, you start in corporate America, right? And your 20s and your 30s, and you're sort of like going up the ladder and you're kind of learning and looking around and, you know, figuring it out. And at times it's like you want to kind of step into you know, bring your authentic sort of leadership to it. But sometimes it can be a little scary because you feel like you're stepping out of that comfort zone that people create. And, and it does take, you know, belief in yourself and that courage to say, you know, it's now my time to step into my leadership. And it's very powerful to do that. Yeah. The Absolutely. People around well. you may not understand that though. <laughs> exactly. And you get to share that with kids. So how very cool is that? What a beautiful mentor you are for those kids. Yeah. Yeah. We say it takes courage in the cooking program that I run. I say it takes courage. We build confidence and that Mm -hmm. leads to creativity. And Mm -hmm. I remember hearing a quote a long time ago, um, Ariana Huffington said, a culture of burnout cannot be a culture of creativity. And that is so true. Mm -hmm. And that's where I had gotten to in corporate America was burnout. And, and that burnout prevents us from being creative. Um, but yes, uh, courage is a large part of leadership for sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. now this awesome. may come from left field and you probably have never heard this before, but I believe that leadership comes from courage. I think that you have to stand up and walk where you're going. And I'm, and I'm being facetious and joking about the fact that <laughs> we all said the same thing. It's not my original idea. I was just saying, it's so funny how, you know, the universe works and that we all had, the, it's all above us and we all grabbed it. Cause I was, that's the one thing that I really believe is that leadership really all is about courage and that you have to have the courage and the strength to reach out and grab what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in the book, the law of action, it's all about based on the law of attraction, but it's the missing link mm-hmm. because people think they can just sit on their couch and, and want things to happen and write their affirmations and everything's the universe is going to provide. Yes. Well, unless you get up off of the couch and take those little feet and walk across the room, <laughs> nothing happens, you know, and, <laughs> so and there's true. that consequence. And or, within, or action, <laughs> yeah, with, within action, there's a consequence. So if you're in a group of people and you are not bold and you don't stand up as a leader, the consequences of the inaction of you not being a leader and no one being a leader, you're just going to be there in a state of nothing. You're just stopped. You're stuck. Yeah, you're stuck. Yeah, I see that. So important to to really trust in yourself and feel it in your heart. And Mm -hmm. I believe, you know, so many people say that I'm not a leader. I truly believe that everyone has it in them to be Mm -hmm. a leader. And I think the one thing that holds people back from being leaders is Mm -hmm. the fear of looking bad. That's the one thing they're so Mm -hmm. concerned about. Uh What what is someone going to say if I raise my hand and I say, come on, everybody, we're going into this room or we're doing this. Right. Right. Good point. It is about that fear. It's fear of how we, you know, because it's this whole social world, you know, and especially social media, you know, so. so But I don't think the four of us have any of that. I honestly don't believe that we're like, yeah, we're not going to be leaders. I I think that we have done the work. And I Mm -hmm. think that, you know, we have worked on our worthiness. 
Mm-hmm. And really, I don't know, my age, I'm in my 50s. I really don't care what people think about me. I'm a grown ass man. I know what I've done. <laughs> I know where I'm going. I know what I offer the world. And that's the way that I think we all live. But I invite people that don't feel they're leaders to just stop and take a breath and know that we are all leaders. Mm -hmm. And what's exciting is if you don't think you're a leader, if you just lead a little bit, someone might come in and lead a little bit more and a little bit more. And it gets the momentum of whatever you're doing moving, which Mm -hmm. is so, so important. Yes, it's very important. In addition to not wanting to look bad, I think that um, there's a, a huge fear of not fitting in because we we need community as mm-hmm. as human beings. We need to feel connected to people. And so when we step out as a leader, we're going out on a limb. We're breaking away from the pack in many cases, like resigning yeah. from my my job. I had people that did an intervention, like don't go, yeah. don't leave the pack. Yes, <laughs> and you're going out there on your own. Yes. And so I think where the courage really comes in is that you have to break away from the pack and do things maybe without any um, support uh, in really trusting your own internal guidance. But it's that need for community and to fit in. Yeah. And, you know, Lisa, you know, you and I share such a similar story. It is that breaking away. Right. And and what I found interesting is you're right. You have to break away from the pack. And also when I look back at the pack, I was feeling like a square peg in a round hole for a really, really long time. And I got to that point mid-career where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I, I, I got to step away. I got to go figure out what next. And what was fascinating is like stepping out of that pack. You're right. Everybody's like, oh my God, what is Erin going to do now? Like, oh, she's starting a company. What? You know, but they were curious. But what was fascinating is going on that journey and trusting it and finding those allies or finding these new people that are curious, right? Getting yourself in the right network of people or reaching out, finding this new group of people as you're building. And I don't know how it was for you when you sort of launched. When I launched, my biggest worry was, my God, this website's going up. And my I was thinking about my world, the old world, right? All the people in Silicon Valley. What is Aaron doing? Because let me tell you, what I'm doing now is not what I was doing then, right? And, and, and my fear was, what are they going to think about me? And the funny thing was, you guys, it was the opposite. They were like, oh my God, this is so great, Aaron. This is exactly what you should be doing. Oh my God. Like the response yeah. was amazing. But also... What I realized too, by creating this newer network of people, like Louise is part of that. Like Louise and I met like a year after I kicked off, my world suddenly became much bigger because I was stepping into who I was. And and yes, the hills and valleys, right guys? I mean, you know, it wasn't a smooth, you know, smooth journey, but I had this incredible support network because I was open to it, but also I wasn't afraid to be... Aaron and just put it out there because like Rob says, I think we did the work, but I think we also hit a point where we're like, I can't do this anymore. I can't be that square peg in a round hole anymore. I got to do something. And I think everybody somewhere in their life and career hit that point. Absolutely. You know, that is so well said. And I'm thinking as you're saying that I had sort of a different stepping out. I had to step out of victim. 
Mm. I had to step out of the the diagnoses of my illnesses. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had to have the courage to, to move forward and take an action step when medical wasn't helping me and find all the alternative things that would get me well. And I remember when I was even afraid to step out of this little office where I am now, I'm back in my home, but it was time for me to rent a space and start a clinic. Mm. And that was scary. You know, I, I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do this? How am I going to pay the rent? How am I going to get clients? You know, the whole, the whole thing. So I had that stepping out. And then only like a year and a half ago here, really, I stepped out of that mm-hmm. and stepped back home. I mean, I had started my online business and I had to have the courage to say, okay, I have to close the doors there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and move and move, move back home and do the whole Zoom thing and the whole, because that was growing. I'm global now, you know. Anyway, but there were two stepping outs. And I have to tell you, I was scared. You know, that's a really sort of normal feeling. And I guess what I want everyone to know here and what we're discussing is that courage that it took to do that, Mm -hmm. you know? So, hey, where does courage come from then? Where do you get courage? I think that courage really comes from your self-worth and it comes from trusting yourself. You know, to go back to what Erin was saying when she was leaving her previous, you know, space in Silicon Valley, it's very much like throwing crabs in a bucket. And when one, if you ever watched it, it's amazing when one crab starts climbing out, the other crabs reach up and they, they pull them down because they're like, oh no, no, we're safe here. We're, we're like all together. Mm -hmm. And people tend to do that. So What's really fascinating about how this all works is that your crabs were holding you back. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And then they're like, oh, wow, she's free. And then it creates a snowball effect because I'm sure you were a catalyst for a lot of people to get the courage to like leave the situation they were in. Mm-hmm. You know, Everybody wants to have someone else do it first. And you were the leader in that. But then from that, there's a catalyst of other leaders that are stepping out based mm-hmm. on your bravery and your courage and your you know, momentum and action to do what's in flow for you. Mm-hmm. And they see what's possible. They see that, wow, maybe I can have a happily ever after. Maybe, maybe that is a possibility. Mm-hmm. I really can go outside this box. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting, Rob, you say that too. Um, the one thing that I said, and I wonder if the, Lisa, you were this way, Rob, you're this way. When I did make that decision to say, I think I'm going to try this. I mean, my company was based, I literally started with an idea. I mean, literally it was, if I could help business leaders step into and find their authentic voice, they will have no competition. That is the idea I had March of 2018. And that's where this company started. And what was interesting is I remember in June of 2018 saying to myself, I think I'm going to try this, you know? And then, and here's the back of my mind. I know I can always find a job. So why not try this? And it was just that little step of courage, right? That little step of like, and what it was, it was like when you said, ask what is courage? Mm-hmm. Uh, Louise, it literally is listening to that inner voice because it yes. the answers are here. The answers, yes. You're not going to find yes. it. Out. It's listening to what our inner voice 
is saying to us, and mine was saying so strongly, this could be something. It's, you, you finally are able to merge your two businesses together. My creative, my you know, performing career, my business career. You can do this. You can do this. You're not going to go find it in another company. You do it. That's what that voice was saying. Mm-hmm. And the back of my mind said, why not? Because you know what? I can always find a job. But right. you know, therein lies the problem right. is that most people can't hear the inner voice anymore. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's, that's it. Yes. I mean, I mean, that's why and I started know, the company was exactly helping them find that inner voice. Exactly. Yeah. I totally, I totally understand it because you know, you know my work. That's what I do. Exactly. Because I saw that there was such a correlation between business owners and them getting stuck and not feeling successful or whatever the problem was is they really had to find that inner voice and that trust, trusting their intuition. So it's yeah. both self-worth, like you said, Rob, you know, we have to feel worthy, worthy mm-hmm. of that. But then if you don't trust that intuition, it's hard to move forward. So it's becoming 100% your authentic self, your soul's truth. Because yeah. as business owners, especially entrepreneurs, your business very much correlates with your own personal growth, history, and mm-hmm. path. Mm-hmm. Right. And you all had a strong why. You had a reason. You have a belief, a passion about what you do. So you have mm-hmm. to have the why as well. But you know, when I started biofeedback years ago, I never forgot this. I had people come in, and after I did a number of sessions on them and we were balancing them physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I saw that they were trusting their intuition more. And I remember I wanted to start a bumper sticker company. I could have called maybe Rob would have helped me with this back then. Um, you know, I wanted to start a bumper sticker company that said, and the and the first bumper sticker would be, the path to healing anything is following your intuition and trusting it. There's just so much clearing or unlearning that has to happen. <clears throat> That's that personal growth journey. We've just been conditioned from such a young age by going to well-child checkups and hearing that another person knows more about our body than we do. Mm, There's a lot of conditioning that that requires unlearning. Yes, yes. For someone to even get in touch with and then trust because we've been told by outside, this is what I saw with the women coming into my wellness center. Mm-hmm. Well, the doctor said this, or so-and-so said this, or so-and-so said, they're always looking outside of themselves for the answer. And I'm like, but the mm-hmm. answer is in here. That's... And we, we've lost that. That's really what led me to start working with the kids yeah. to empower them, to give them their power back with Freedom Kitchen, because they're not getting that anywhere else. They're being told that someone else has the answer, not them. And I tell them all the time, you have the answer. That's beautiful. I love that you're doing yeah. that. I love that you're doing that with children because my being able to change the mindset of a five-year-old to get you, you're setting them up for success. Maybe they won't have some of those hangups we had, right? In our twenties and thirties and not until forties. And you suddenly realize I got to listen to that voice inside. It's just like, you're setting them up for success in that way. And you know what, Lisa, I never thought about that from a health perspective that, you know, we get these messages from the outside, the doctors, you know, the therapists, whatever. And like you're saying, the answer is here. We got to start listening 
your body's telling you what's wrong. Yes. You got to listen to it. I just love that person. I mean, it's like basically the same perspective I have from a career transformation standpoint, exactly the same thing. It's and I just same. love yes. that perspective. It's beautiful. Never thought about that, the health thing. And I'm like, hmm, I need to start listening to my body more. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. God helps those who help themselves. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. funny because I've had great people helping me, but I really didn't get well until I learned to muscle test for myself. Mm. When I did it you know, for myself and I trusted my intuition. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. One of the things that, that I think is, is so important that I think that we're missing, and I, I think, um, Lisa, you brought it up, is that we're, we move at such a velocity now. We have so much information yes. coming at us from all different areas. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's so overwhelming. Our, our phones, right. our social media, the TV, the radio, um, just all the noise of the universe. There's so much right now. And I think it's so important to get in those quiet times. You know, one of, one of the things that gets me through my life and my most, I love it so much. It's just become part of me is my morning gratitude and my before bed gratitude. I mean, I've had a few near death experiences and when I wake up in the morning before I even open my eyes, the first thing I'm like, I am so grateful to have another day to be alive. Mm. I, I, and that's a lot of people don't even stop and smell the roses. They don't, they're not mindful. I mean, if you mm-hmm. want to see how disassociated this human is now, the human condition is watch people eat. They don't even eat. They don't enjoy <laughs> their food. That's they nice. just like shovel it in and they're done. And eating is the most uh, amazing thing, especially, you know, if you really have prepared an incredible meal for yourself and you, and you were, it was made with love or at a restaurant, they put all this work in and just shove it down. It's, you know, they talk about food as fuel. There's a lot more to it. Mm -hmm. There's the energy of it. There's the experience of it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to be mindful. And to have those calm moments and to have the time where you just sit with some friends and just have a conversation and not necessarily about the things that are going on, but just have a conversation, a a human conversation. And and I think that's what's really lacking Mm. in this world. And I think that kids are like dragged around. You're going to soccer, you're going to this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. We need to have downtime. And I, I've got a lot of energy. I'm known as Mr. Action. I do a lot of things. And I'm all about being mindful and having my downtime and my self-care. And yeah. I think that's so important. I, I love what you do, Lisa, with the cooking because cooking is a family. I mean, we have friends over all the time. And, you know, they laugh, especially new friends. We invite them over for dinner. It's not made. All the ingredients are on the counter and they're like, oh, are we too early? No, no, we're going to cook together. And we just mm-hmm. cook nice. together, you know, slice this, slice that. And it doesn't matter what it tastes like, but it's the experience of all breaking bread together and all coming together for one incredible meal. And it's, it's um, so heartwarming when people that have experienced that, that we've done at our house and they're like, I've never done that. I that was so much fun. Like I don't even care. I'm not even really hungry anymore because we were eating and snacking as we went. 
But the conversation was fun. We were laughing and joking around and creating this incredible, beautiful, made with love meal. And I, I think that people miss the beauty mm-hmm. of our life mm-hmm. and they don't live every day like they want to be alive. Yeah. You know, any day something can happen. So it's really important to be mindful and be present and love every moment that you have mm-hmm. with other people. Mm-hmm. I really thought that the millennials had that nailed. You know, I think they watched our generation. We were stuck between the industrial age and the information age, which is why so many of us went through midlife career changes. Yeah. Because we're like, wait, this isn't working for me. I've done everything society told me to do. I'm still not happy. And the world is changing. It isn't my grandparents' world. And the millennials said, we're going to take a step back. We're not going to work as hard as our parents said. We watched our parents get downsized, right-sized, and we watched them be really unhappy. We watched them lose their pensions, right? Because we were told, oh, you know, 30 years and out. Oh, no. Well, EDS and HP got rid of pensions. They said, sorry. (laughs) So the millennials witnessed all that. And I watched them marking themselves. And they were really saying, quit giving me advice. And this is what I would tell my clients that were coming to me. I'm like, stop giving your kids advice. We don't know what to tell them. We don't understand the world clearly. (laughs) And so they need to trust their own intuition. And we need to stop imposing on them industrial age knowledge or what we were told. But now, you know, I really thought it was heading in the right direction. I'd love to hear your perspective because especially with what's happened in the last two or three years, Mm-hmm. Now Gen X, no, Gen Z, mm-hmm. the ones behind the millennials, it said that they're the unhappiest generation ever. There's far more depression, far more isolation. And I think they are afraid to step out of line. And the only way that we're going to create new things in this world is for them to have courage and leadership skills. Again, why I'm teaching younger kids now leadership skills Mm -hmm. because I think it's lacking. Mm. I think you're right. You know, I'd like to speak to that, Lisa. What I see is I see a lot of fear, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think some of it came from the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It kind of just put a wrench in things and I feel like it's still playing out, you know, and I think about the energy of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone is affected in the, the Gen X, Gen Z, whatever, you know, generation here is affected by that. You know, that came from this crazy time on our planet. And mm-hmm. even though, you know, it's not as, you know, a big of a deal right now, it still is. There's still, you know, and what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a lot of ancestral trauma being brought up because of what happened with the pandemic. And I'm having to clear it now to clear the pain and that depression and that anxiety and that stuff that those kids are feeling. Well, and I I agree the pandemic, you know, definitely has caused a lot of that for not even just that generation. I mean, it's across the board and we're all, and it's going to take a while. It's going to take quite a while, but I also think it was here before then. Um, You, and I think fear, the fear piece, uh, you're stepping out of line, fear of being your authentic self. I think, social media plays a huge part of that in the Zoomer generation and the millennials, but specifically Zoom. That's all they know. They were born into social media. Social media was born when they were born. So they only know that. But if you look at it, everything looks perfect. These like, you know, 10 year old, 15 year old, everything like you better have the Photoshopped photo and the, you know, this and everything. Everybody looks 
has to be so perfect. So everybody thinks I'm not that. So, oh my God, she's so beautiful. I'm not that. Even though that person that she's looking at is probably not even that person because they've put so many filters. But what we've created is this false sense of what humans are and what we are supposed to be. And these kids are afraid that they're not perfect because we only show perfection in social media. If you really look at it now, there's this whole movement to like, you know, show your real face. You're starting to see a little bit of that, but it's going to take a long time to catch up. And all they have, they have TikTok. I mean, they have so many that I don't even use, right? (laughs) It's constantly in their faces and they all have it on a phone. Um, They're also way more disconnected because they're in their phone all the time. So it's this sense of they don't have the connectedness that humans, like Lisa was saying earlier, we desire. We are pack animals. Like we need to have the pack, you know? Um, But they're... So this was way before the pandemic, you started to see the levels of depression go up, the levels of antidepressant um, drugs being, you know, dispensed and kids like suicide rates are up. And a lot of it is it's it's way bigger than just our three years of the pandemic. It's been going on for a while. And it's Mm -hmm. and it's and I mean, how many times have have you been to a restaurant and you will see a family and everybody's on their phone? 90 percent of the time yeah and i, yeah, I think it's true. gonna get it is worse crazy you like, know what i'm getting from all of this or what what i heard if i would kind of sum stuff up three three c words just came in courage community and connection mm. mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. right that's what we're really speaking about here you know and and rob's beautiful view of I want to come for dinner now, Rob, um, of having, of having <laughs> dinner on the, and, and cooking together. We do that every New Year's Eve, um, way before we had kids, you know, 30 something years ago, we'd have parties every New Year's Eve and everyone would cook. It was a whole mm-hmm. thing and it was really, really just fun. To- so that's connection, right? Community, mm-hmm. you know, so connection, community and courage. And what are some of the tools now that we can teach others who are listening You know, I was thinking about how I was reading about how just take one habit, one bad habit and change it to a good one. You know, whether it's a mental habit or a spiritual habit. So, you know, what what either mental or spiritual habit um, would you want to change? Or work you know, on that just makes me think of uh, one of the spiritual teachers that I listened to years ago said, um, just change a habit. If you brush your teeth with your right hand, get up in the morning and brush it with your left hand. Mm-hmm. If you drive a certain way to work, drive a different way to work. And that will start opening up. It, it creates like these new open pathways in your brain to see the world from a different perspective for creativity to come in. And mm-hmm. it really does work. And as you're saying this, I thought, well, I might need to go back and do that again, challenge myself to change yeah. things up because we just get stuck in ruts. Yes. Yes. And getting motivation going again. If you need to get motivated on anything, it's doing something for five minutes a day. Absolutely. Yeah. Five minutes a day. I don't know where I read this, but somebody gets up every hour and exercises for five minutes out of that hour. Even if they walk up and down their steps in their house. I was like, what a great idea, right? It's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So what's one either mental or spiritual habit that you might want to change? 
Well, I, you know, I was just thinking about just in the broad sense, because I hear this quite often from, um, I've heard it from clients. I've also heard it, you know, just from acquaintances, friends, whatever. Oh, you know, I, well, I'm, I'm too busy, you know, and they're like, but God, I, I, I got on YouTube or TikTok or one of those. And all of a sudden it was three hours later, you know, and they're like, Oh, I did that, you know, <laughs> and a way to change that happens is instead of opening that app, like if you're ready to like go, I think I'm going to go check TikTok out because I want to see a video, right? And you know, you know that an hour, you're, an hour later, you're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe this is a waste of the hour. And it's like, turn it off and go pick up the phone and call somebody. Yes. Or reach out to somebody who said, you want to get on a Zoom? Or you want to meet for coffee? Like literally pick up the phone and whatever that is to you, because we have all these apps now or whatever. However you get in touch with your people, call a friend and say, hey, God, we haven't talked in a while. How are you? The human connection in that five minutes will give you way more satisfaction than going to TikTok and watch some random video of somebody you don't even know. And it's their cat jumping off a roof. I mean, it's (laughs) amazing. But it's like that because we are dying for human connectedness and yet we will sit at our computers and think we're connected because we're on TikTok or we're, it's like, no, 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 no. Call your best friend. Or have you talked to your mom? Like when was the last time you called your I mean, do you know what I'm saying? It's like literally five minutes and you'll be amazed um, how the energy in your body changes because you've had a conversation. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Such great. That's such a great tip. Such great advice. And so simple. You know, you just have to do it, <laughs> yes. right? You have to take the action step. Yeah. 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 Definitely taking that, taking that action step. Very, very beautiful. So I heard another C word. So courage, community, connection, creativity. Oh, yes. Right. All of that can come back in if you're listening, you're taking time to meditate. You know, Rob does such a great job. I'd love for you to speak to the man side um, of self-care. You know, I know that you take such good care of yourself, and that is a part of courage, connection, taking an action step, trusting yourself and your intuition. So give us some tips. What do you do to take care of yourself, Rob? Well, first and foremost, I think it's so important is to really you know, especially if you're getting older, you have to go to the doctor and you have to do the things that you need to do. I mean, mm-hmm. man, I was talking to a bunch of guys the other day and they're like, oh man, I got to get my prostate checked. And I'm like, yeah, but it'll save your life. I, I have uh-huh. people in my life that didn't get their prostate checked because they were worried about that and <laughs> they had prostate cancer and they died. So you get a choice. You want to be uncomfortable for a minute or two, or do you want to be proactive in your life and save your life because you owe it to your family to be here as long as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm married. I have mm-hmm. a daughter. So mm-hmm. my job is to be here as long as I possibly can. So I work out. I eat healthy. I do my self-care. I go to my infrared sauna. I get a massage. Uh, I try my my best to balance work life and um, just my regular social life. And I take breaks. And it's so important. And, you know, I think we talked about this before we started recording and that men, unfortunately, in our society, don't feel comfortable about self-care. And a lot of times, um, their, their partner, their wife or their girlfriend 
considers it being lazy if they just want to sit and do nothing or they want to go and have lunch with a friend. It's it's important to have those breaks. Mm-hmm. Men will just drive. We are drivers. We want to provide. We want to protect. And we don't have the opportunity as often as women do. You know, if women say, I'm going to go get my hair done. I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, that's self-care. And men don't have that. You know, I talked about this back in the you know 70s or whatever. It was always like, okay, honey, we're going golfing. That, that was their that was their self-care. And mm-hmm. it's good for men to get massage, body work, go to an infrared sauna, you know. And even I know some men that feel guilty about going to the gym because their wife or their significant other is like, can you like be home? Well, it's important because we as men cannot take care of others until we take care of ourselves. Of course. And so, ladies, the best gift you can give your man is to support him in self-care because then he can take care of you and the mm. family, which is what he yearns and is driven to do as a man. Thank you so much for sharing that, Rob. Yeah, mm. really, really important. So if you're mm. especially, whether you're a woman or a man listening to this, you know, mm. honor, honor that and maybe take mm. that one action step. Mm. What can yeah. you do for your own self-care and what can you help your man do yeah. for their self-care? You know, absolutely. Self-care is just part of leadership, right? Being able to because that goes for us too. the, you know, women who are working and raising the kids and we don't, we often feel guilty about taking care of ourselves. But part of leadership is saying, I need downtime. Yes. I I need to just go to bed and read a book. I, Mm -hmm. I need to reduce all of my stimulation right now, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, that is part of leadership and really teaching our kids. I know I keep going back to kids, but teaching our kids to speak up and, and be able to say what they need as well. When they need downtime, when they mm-hmm. need to reduce stimulation, when they need whatever they may need, that is part of leadership. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. You know, what I heard through that too is deeper listening. Yeah. And that may be another conversation. That would be a really good one. The importance of that deeper listening. Yes, absolutely. Well, you guys have just shared so many amazing nuggets today. I hope you all got something out of this. Um, I do want to invite you all to join me in in just about a month here at our Brain Soul Success Boot Camp, because we are going to be talking about leadership, stepping into the leader in your life, activate that healer in you, and you'll learn some amazing tools and some brain soul hacks to do that self-care to take care of your energy body, to take care of reducing stress. So we go into the body pieces, the releasing pieces, how you can really align with spirit and integrate all of that into your own life. And so that's coming up March 17th through the 19th. It's our Brain Soul Success Boot Camp. And I can't believe it because I think it's our eighth boot camp and my like 14th or 15th event. I was like, whoa, have I been doing this that long? (laughs) Anyway, so that's coming up. We want to invite you all. And I'd love for you guys to end with, um, you know, one tip, one brain tip, you know, one one nugget that you could leave our audience with today that will help inspire them. Um, Well, for me, my one tip is breath work. You know, I held my breath for many years didn't realize that I was breathing very shallow. And when we're in stress mode, 
um, and breathing shallow, it actually causes anxiety, which then leads to more holding your breath. So um, the one tip I would say for brain and body is to breathe. Breath work. Beautiful. Thank Mm. you, Lisa. Beautiful. Mm. How about you, Erin? No, I would say, you know, it's okay to listen to that voice inside. And I would encourage you, you know, especially if you're at that point where you're trying to figure out what's next, or you've already taken step as an entrepreneur and you're just started trying to figure it out, keep checking in and and journal about what you're doing and think about what are the things that uniquely make you who you are? What excites you and what do you have to offer the world that no one else can? And when you kind of focus on those things, it's amazing how it kind of gives you that clarity to keep stepping down that road. The three of us or the four of us keep talking about. So listen to that voice. Listen to that voice. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Erin. Thank you for that. And how about mm-hmm. you, Rob? What's one tip you want to leave us with today? I would say kindness. Kindness Kindness. goes a long way. And this world needs a lot more kindness. So kindness for others as you interact with people. And most importantly, kindness for yourself. Like be kind to yourself. You know, a lot of people have some really unkind self-talk that goes on in their brain Mm -hmm. Mm 24-7. So be kind to yourself. Beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. And and I usually end with this one. It's following your heart, but taking your brain with you. Mm. So it's the listening that Aaron's talking about here, right? Really tuning into your heart. And with that said, you know what? It's heart month. Where's my heart? I got to send you all a Valentine. Oh, that's great. So thank you all for for being here today. This has been absolutely stellar. So until next time, we'll look at doing these monthly, everyone. And would love to hear from all of you out there. If you have a topic that you'd like our roundtable to discuss, please uh, please post it here so we know what that is. We would love to kind of kick that around. So thank you again for being here. And again, follow your heart and take your brain with you.